Hey everyone and welcome back to Books with Spice Please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie and in this week's episode we're going to be discussing and reviewing Captured in the Chaos by Opal Fairchild. A little about this author, we have found her on TikTok and Katie and Opal share a love of monster romance. Yes, I actually started reading more monster romances after I found Opal's TikTok channel. Yeah, you've read so many. Mm Mm-hmm. We saw that she was writing a book. We were really excited to check out her stuff, and we found this novella. Yeah. Remember, we are an 18-plus podcast. This is what Opal wrote in the beginning of the book for content warnings. The series is an Omegaverse-inspired alien shifter romance. It touches on hard subjects such as death, assault, violence, and substance abuse. This series will always have happily ever after at the end of the novel and the hero and heroine will never harm one another chapter 12 has attempted assault on the heroine but nothing is shown or talked about in the depth of this novel i will always give a warning ahead of time there is that it is a sci-fi romance and our first omegaverse it was really interesting the omegaverse i feel like i've seen little tidbits and i've read a little bit about it but it was cool to kind of put those pieces together while we read the book yeah for sure so what i have gathered was that you have the alpha betas and the omegas the alphas are like the leaders betas are not (laughs) and then the omegas are the ones that are able to get pregnant and i think that's just putting it pretty simply Yeah, that's, from what I can tell, that puts it really simply. There's all kinds of other things. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a good dip in the water. This Mm -hmm. book we got as that novella, like we had said. So it was like a free download and it was really short, but we don't, I don't know how many pages it was. Yeah, it doesn't have it on our Kindle app, but it's super fast to read. Super fast and really easy to read. And like in the need to know section there are going to be more books the first technical first book because this is a novella like a prequel book basically kind of sets the scene really nicely the next book is like the first book and she's already said she's writing the like second book in the series so it's gonna keep going it's so exciting i'm really excited to read the first book after this one yeah we got the arc for it and i'm about halfway done with it now by the time though that this episode that you guys are listening to this episode will be out so you should go check it out check her books out if what you hear what we talk about today is interesting definitely go check it out because i know this kind of stuff's not for everybody yeah just like any books we review though (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) from here on out let's get into it let's talk about our spoilers so proceed with caution Yes. We've got our main characters, our heroine, Katie. She's a news reporter. She's worked as an intern for the newspaper she's been working at for five years and has been working up the ranks. She writes makeup columns and like hometown hero stories, but she wants to be a big time reporter and have a real name for herself. So she's been trying to work herself up into asking the boss for more intense stories and then there's the aliens they kind of were briefly there was a couple of different kinds of aliens some were like briefly mentioned 
Um, but our main aliens are the Volkex, and they morph into like the like it's called their Morphka form. So they're these aliens that are like they shift, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I haven't. I've only okay. Granted, I've only read a few so far, but I have yet to hear or read about aliens that shift into other forms. So that was really cool. Yeah, there's like werewolf shifter type novels and stuff like that. So alien shifter, I agree. Like it really adds a different element. And I haven't read very many shifter books to begin with. So pretty cool. (laughs) They're described as like tall and skinny and gray with like elf ears and black claws and a tail like a cat with spikes on their body. So alien. You look up to Opal's Instagram or join her group page on Facebook you'll see some fan art of the characters in her first novel too which was really cool I was like I really like them (laughs) yeah especially since this is her first novella and her first novel it was really cool that she got some commissioned art of her characters so we could see it Mm -hmm. I liked that touch our aliens are that are mentioned in the book they're like the key players of the no- the story. We have Lux and he's been working from what we gather, you know, he like has been working with the humans and he's been given human slaves for his work with the humans. And he's like a head ranking guy. Like he's in charge and he's been raping the women. Yeah. The women are obviously, yeah, all there for sex and not willingly. Definitely not. It's, I think we've had, we've read other books where, like Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon, that we started the podcast with, the women slaves were also a theme. Mm-hmm. Human, human slaves, human women slaves, specifically. So, yeah, so we will talk a little bit more about that as we talk about the plot of the book. It gets a little, I feel like Opal covered the interaction our main character Katie and Lux had really delicately and really well. Yeah. So Lux as well is described as having blue eyes and looking murderous. Yeah. He is our alpha alien that we discover later in the book. But then our love interest, our nice good alien is Mackay. He is the lower rank of the aliens and he doesn't agree with the politics of Lux. So we'll talk about that more later on in the plot as well. As our character Katie experiences the story, like we learn things about the aliens. Let's get yeah. into it. Though so, yeah, because that's pretty much it for characters. Yeah. So let's do it. So news breaks of an alien ship above New York City. And Katie convinces her editor to give her the piece so she can go and report on it. You know, it's a big story. And it's her first big story. Katie's like local to Austin. And there was talk that there was a second ship above where they were at. So they start heading over to where it is. And the aliens come out of the ship and they just like start attacking people. And it's just like absolute chaos. Yeah, she's live reporting when they start their attack too. Yeah, that ties in later on in the next book, the first book of the series. So that's cool to see later, too. Oh. But yeah, she's live and everyone is running around 
trying to get away from these aliens that are just like killing people. Yeah, there's so many too. It says in the book that there's about five aliens for every human. And it's the large black and gray beast with spikes that they see. And one snatches Katie up and she can't get away from it. And he stomps on the cameraman's head, killing him right in front of her, which caused her to vomit and pass out. She awakes being carried through the Capitol building. Yeah, she's brought to where the alien is killing a guy. And that is where we end up meeting Lux for the first time. And the alien that has her gives her over to Lux, but he really doesn't want to. And it ends up that he is Makai. And so she notices off the bat when she sees Lux that the alien that's carrying her is thinner, almost sickly looking compared to him. He's got broken spikes in some places. And here's a quote. One of his long elf-like ears has a chunk missing out of it. But most of all, I can see his face is softer, younger even. On his chest is a crest made of blood-red raised skin, is a bird tattoo settled just between his pecs that looks like a sparrow. But it's not ink at all. Instead, it looks burned. It looks almost like the one I have on my shoulder. She, you know, notices their differences and she's kind of piecing some things together. She ends up getting, like, raped by Lux right then. He doesn't, like, it's just this big open area, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And there's, like, dozens and dozens of people around them. I really appreciated the fade to black moment that Opal wrote. It was just enough detail to know that it was something that had happened. Yeah, I had to read it a couple times to kind of absorb what had happened. And it really kind of was vague enough that you got it. But it was also like really kind of horrific how he just kind of grabbed her. And what really stuck out to me was that they were just in an open area. Yeah. And like you're as a reader, you're like, oh this is happening damn like it all escalated so quickly one minute katie's trying to report the story and then the next she's being captured in the chaos and getting raped so it's just like oh my gosh yeah and then she ends up passing out from it i mean i would eat i would too just she disassociates and comes to again when she's being moved and she sees someone else being raped and it just kind of comes all up again, which I thought was a nice touch to like pull the moment back to where it was without having too much detail detail. because yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, you get farther in the book, there's a lot of sexual detail and this is so differently written than that. Then we discover that all the women they've captured are gathered and put in a large open air rotunda in the underground annex. And they're all forced to stay there in the heat. And everyone's just super gross and smelly and they're covered in blood and they all have to sleep on the ground. Yeah, there's like a big compound of them all. And that was kind of hard for me to imagine, like an underground giant annex but it's hot i don't know it just sounded so dystopian Mm -hmm. because it's all still on earth but makai ends up coming back for her she notices him she doesn't know his name yet but she notices that it's the same skitty alien and he's like trying to get her to come to him with a piece of meat and she's worried about 
rejecting his meat, but she can't eat it because it's raw. And he tells her that he needs, she needs to get her strength up and to come closer to him. And he grabs her and carries her off. And they're sneaking away through, you know, the annex. And she hears our own military talking. And it turns out that they'd been working with the aliens. So she couldn't even count on the military to help. Because she had been kind of thinking about, like, what she could do, what's happening, how is she going to be helped. That was kind of like a moment where that dystopian sit back in for me and there's not even a government anymore you know but also at the same time Al like I can fucking see it because I don't trust that I don't know I the like the government's government's never fully honest with us about I don't know much of anything but especially alien life like they just now in the year 2021 admitted that aliens are real you know Mm -hmm. and they i'm sure they're sitting like on a whole whole shitload of evidence that they're not telling the public about yeah well and they even say that they're giving human the female human sex slaves to the alien for his help this is the thing that like i don't know this whole concept is a bit terrifying. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but it's it's realistic in my brain. Like, I can see something like this happening. <sighs> Super spooky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's just my, like, conspiracy theory brain that's, like, uh, in the paranoia in me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely believe aliens. They Aliens are super real, and they definitely aren't telling us anything about it. We've only been getting these little snips about aliens over the last couple years because they're trying to get us used to the idea. And And that's why we're building up our space force. There's so many, like, little videos on YouTube. Like, I could talk about this for so long. But an alien abduction is something I think about all the time. Yeah. I don't think about it that often, but it's... (laughs) like it's real like with my sister we used to talk about it all the time especially and like listening to podcasts about it i don't know it's really fascinating to me so i really really liked the concept of this book where the aliens come and the military is low-key working with them they take women it's yeah i don't know it's so many things at once it yeah it really got to me it's not just, like, random women getting abducted. They're coming here to Earth and kind of taking over. And it's, like, War of the Worlds. Yes. The quote from the military guys is, But all this destruction? This is a war crime. Shouldn't we be fighting against them? We killed our own people. It's really turning the even the soldiers. I'm interested to see what that tension is like in other books, if that comes up again. Mm-hmm. It definitely should. For I'm sure. excited. It is hopeful knowing that there are aliens like Makai, though. That's nice. It's I liked that. <laughs> yeah. They're not and there's all a, horrible. And there's a few different kinds of aliens, too, that we don't get to explore yet. Mm-hmm. She ends up getting carried off by Makai, and they make it out. And she gets a closer look at him. And she thinks 
He's gorgeous, like supermodel gorgeous, full lips, a small nose, and deeply chiseled cheekbones, settled on a face with creased brows and scars across his cheek. I gasped as his lip curls up, showing a big chipped canine tooth. A deep rumbling growl breaks the silence between us. Yeah, I mean, he... uh. Not a lot is said while they're traveling after he gets her out of the building. He isn't, like, carrying her the whole time. Like, he has her walking with him and he they walk for a long time until it starts raining and she's aching and in so much pain because she's not used to walking so much i mean the world has just ended and changed right and so they've been traveling super hard and when the rain comes he builds like this little shoddy structure and she's not sure like that a toddler would have made and she's not sure what like if they're both even going to fit in there and he like grabs her and brings her into the tent and she's like all right but they end up starting to talk after they're in the shelter or the next day after they sleep in the shelter yeah they wake up and she sees there's a campfire going and they start talking and she starts getting some info out of him and learns that his name is pronounced met met Mackay? Sorry, wow. I can't even pronounce it when it's spelled out right in front of me. Instead of <laughs> Mackay. Which I really appreciated because as you can tell, I have a hard time pronouncing pretty much everything that's not familiar. Or even words that are familiar. And then mm-hmm. she asks him why he took her out of all of the other women. And he says that they would have hurt you again. Yeah, she brings up that she was raped by Lux. He tells her that he doesn't want to hear her talking about it. Mm-hmm. She starts to have some internal conflict with the feeling she has for him. And I quote, Jesus, he's my captor, not a man and an alien. But it's while he is helping clean her cuts off the bottom of her feet. After he gets them all cleaned up on both of the feet, his hands start to kind of travel up her legs and her heart starts beating faster. And she can't help but think of how Lux was touching her in a negative way. So it really has a negative effect on her mentally when Mikai starts doing it. But her body is reacting in like a much more positive light. So it's really conflicting for her. Yeah, and so they are having this kind of tender moment where she's trying to figure out how she feels and he's cleaning up her feet. And she asks him why he took her out of all the women. And he says, our seer gave a sign to me in the past. I would meet a female with the mark of Krontos. And he explains that Krontos is like a bird and the tattoo that she has is the same one that he has that they would have that matching bird tattoo and he explains that she's his mate she is having none of it too she's like excuse me i belong to nobody i'm my own woman i always will be always have been and nothing's gonna ever change that especially some random guy i just met who is an alien yeah and they're going to sleep and she wakes up to the sound of him chopping wood and she's like what is that sound? And it's like drawing her to him. And she ends up being taught by Makai to chop wood. She finds it kind of satisfying at first, like when she hits the mark 
multiple times in a row. She's like, yes, I'm doing it. You know, I'm chopping wood. And he's like, okay, you're going to do that. And you're just going to keep going. And he pushes her again until she just can't anymore. And her whole body is sore. And he says that they're going to practice again tomorrow. And she's like, are you getting me? So she is prostrating one tired. (laughs) What was that? He's trying to build up her strength. Because she's kind of a weak little human. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was really shocked, too, when he saw that he, that she wasn't already healed. And he's like, why are you healing? And she's like, I'm a human. I don't heal fast. Yeah, he's like, this is no good. <laughs> then later she finds out that he's super scarred because he's challenged Lux for his position. And then she finds out that he, they are actually brothers and that he wants to be free and to no longer hurt others. They both start opening up to one another at this point and share a sweet moment and she has this urge to hug him and asks his permission and wraps her arms around him and he's so careful not to let his claws hurt her and she loves his scent and notices his tongue sticking out and wonders how it would feel it's a black tongue and so she makes the first move to kiss him and gets to experience what it feels like she describes it as prickly but not rough it has soft little nubs there that massage each section of my tongue as they dance together <laughs> they uh it almost kind of reminds me of what a piercing must feel like a tongue piercing if you kiss someone with a tongue piercing maybe i haven't kissed anyone with a tongue piercing so me either. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. That's an interesting an interesting thought. I imagine it like a almost like the bottom of a starfish. I don't know. Okay. Maybe the nubs are a little bit bigger. I don't know. But I thought that was very interesting. When she kisses him, he starts purring, which we love when our aliens purr. I just couldn't not. <laughs> I love it too. It's so good. And so they start kissing and then he tells her to run and she just like instinctively just runs back into the cave that they found and he starts devouring her and she's just so desperate. She's begging for more kisses and he's like touching her body and teasing her and he says, I will savor you, my Jahara, which means my jewel. And it's so cute. It is. I love that. It sounds like sexy too, the way I imagine him just kind of saying it. Yeah, like... Jahara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, very... Yeah. <laughs> she begs for more again, and he says, Do not move. I will take my time, and you will allow me the honor of worshipping you. Do you... I need to hold you down. And she's like, mm, What? Yeah, she's like, Oh, my gosh. He just keeps going with the lines. He says, You smell like the sweetest fruit. Does that pretty cunt taste like it, too? They are just like making out and he's touching her all over and he says, sit on my face. If I die, then let it be between your legs. And so she's now being eaten out and he's teasing her like crazy. He's not letting her come. She's begging and begging. Like there's so much begging in this book. It is hot. And she yeah, finally I love that line. Sit on my face. If I die, then let it be between your legs. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I love that. This is my favorite. (laughs) He finally lets her come and she like passes out. She falls asleep immediately. She's been a busy girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she's awakened the next morning by Makai yelling at two aliens that had tracked them down. They restrain her and make her watch as they fight and they threaten to kill Makai right in front of her. They threaten to, you know, rape her pretty much again right in front of him before they kill him. And she hates that he's not fighting back. She thinks that he's so strong and she had watched him be like practicing. Why isn't he fighting back? And eventually Makai and the other, the one that he's fighting, both shift into their beasts. She thinks of a way to try and save Makai, so she offers to fuck them, both the <laughs> other aliens, and they are really gross and into it. Thankfully, Makai is able to kill them before it comes to that. Yeah, she, like, offers it up, and the one guy's like, oh, okay, and he just, like, grabs her and immediately starts taking her to the cave, and she's like, oh, shit, <laughs> not like, nope. <laughs> And he tells the other guy, he's like, yeah, come over here. She said we'll fuck, that she will have sex with us and we could just take her back after we're done. And the guy's like, what? It was a, yeah, I was so glad that Makai saved her. I know. She had to try something, though. And I she mean, you know, that's all she had. I had to, like, use. So after they make it through that, they escape again and they finally make it to the cabins that Katie was directing Makai to because she knew that there were some cabins at a park nearby after they escaped those guys tracking them down. And she's super excited to have a bed and they start talking again and she's super excited to take advantage of him. Yeah, it's her turn to get a taste of that dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's had his spawn now to return. Yep, it is... A lot. Like, this It's so spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, she gets him to go sit on the couch. He's huge. He's a big alien guy. He takes up, like, half the couch and it sinks down. I, okay, I honestly love the way she describes the scenes, too. They're so detailed and I can picture it perfectly. But she describes his penis as thick, dusky, gray cock with two crowns two crowns both with little black nubs that remind me of the ones on his chin and eyebrows there's a vein that runs along the side so when i got this description i'm not gonna lie i was this close to asking opal messaging her on instagram to see if there was any not safe for work art of this that she commissioned so I could even better visualize this alien <laughs> cock. You know? Because I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Another another monster dick. Yeah, and like I said, I think this is a common thing in Omegaverse. I'm probably wrong, but two crowns I believe is common or like nodding. I'm not 100% sure what that means yet. Yeah, like if they're side by side or like over the top of each other. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to find out. We'll ask her on our live. Yeah, so stay tuned. (laughs) And you guys can tell us before then too. (laughs) Listen to our podcast and be like, guys, this is what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell us. We need to know. This is exciting because she just getting right on top. She's super like need it she needs it she needs it so bad and it says when i slide him between my heat feeling every bit of his warm hard length my head tips back with a loud moan 
as the raised parts of him rub against me there, grabbing his shoulders to tease him against me. I have one full slow grind before a groan tumbles from his lips. So just one swipe down. Mm -hmm. And when they are going at it, she notices that the nubs on him are like rubbing against the inside walls of her vagina like creating more friction and sensations which sounds wild how cool would it be if we could find somebody that makes these kind of dildos you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) like oh my goodness we would have to find an artist of some kind that makes molds we just yeah. looked the other, like, a week or two ago together at the tentacle ones. Uh-huh. But there have to be, like, other alien ones. There ha- yeah, or like in, like, smaller creators. You want to yeah. try out that alien dick you read about? That's a good idea. That's such a good idea. Okay. Sorry. Onward. So, yes. Here's a quote. Makai's pace speeds until I'm just a doll being thrust into as he takes me so roughly that he growls with his own release, his teeth biting at my neck. He bites so hard that I scream and press against his chest, but he only bears down harder until I'm whimpering at the pain. He bites it really hard, which I love biting. Super A+. And this is like that an Omega thing, right? I am not 100%. Like, I can't say this is my first one. I feel like this kind of just lightly introduced us to the world of Omegas. Maybe. I'm definitely going to be reading more. I think that when he bit her, it, like, sealed something. Because he says, now you are mine forever. My mate. My Katie. The bite burns and aches, even with his tongue roaming over it. But something makes me ache for him, even as he's still inside me. And I think it, like, solidifies their bond or something. Okay. Yeah, I think that sounds like it definitely could be right. That's the vibe. I I feel like there's these little hints. Speaking of vibes, this whole scene was a big, that'll make your pussy throb vibe. Oh yeah, she's literally uh-huh. like moaning about how big he is. And he's saying like, I want you forever. I know, he's got like the dirty talk and the sweet talk. Mm. You gotta have the sweet talk with the dirty talk to All make it are. like... Uh-huh juicy yes withdrawal from the spice (laughs) later on like after they've had their sexy time i don't know if it's like the next day or not but katie is like begging makai to stay away from her so she can go to the bathroom alone he's been super hovery since they had been attacked and now they've like had sex and she's like desperate for some space because it's been a while yeah i believe in the book It says something, I don't have a quote directly from it, but there's something about how she wants to just be able to go take a shit in the woods like a bear full stop by herself. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and she ends up getting herself lost. Mm -hmm. It was really kind of sad, and she has to scream for him, but he comes right to her. Yeah, like she tried. Poor thing, just wanted alone time so she could poop. Yeah, she started taking a little bit of a walk and then couldn't find her way back. Mm-hmm. That leads into another really vulnerable moment between them where she opens up about feeling like she's being treated like a thing. Yeah, she doesn't want to feel like she's the a thing and doesn't want to feel like he has this expectation of who she is based off of what a seer told him. At least that was kind of my impression. It was really sweet in how reassuring he is and he says oh jahara 
he whispers, you are a thing. You are my everything. It was just really sweet, that whole little moment. Yeah, because ever since the aliens touched down, she hasn't, she's been regarded as a slave. She's not even her own. Yeah. Since that moment, because now she's made it to this guy. So it was a big mood. She was such an independent woman before all of this, and things changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. But that's where it ends, basically. Katie and Makai are trying to get to safety. They're on their way to a town outside of Austin that Katie used to live in. And she's come to kind of accept where they're at now, and she's hopeful for the future. And that's all she really can do. Yeah. It was a really, really good prequel for her debut novel. I loved how it set up the world and gave background and explained of the alien attacks. I thought it was kind of neat to have the reporter being the one as the main character because like in movies you see people watching the reporter but you don't ever see the reporter in her whole side of things. Yeah, like as the character. Yeah, as the main character. You watch the main characters watching the alien attack on the TV happening. And it perfectly sets up for the next book exactly like you're saying. It's It gives you all of the details of that there was an attack and anybody who was right there when it happened, this is all they would know, Mm -hmm. basically. In the next book, you get to go in with all of your questions. Yeah. So what did you think of Makai? Book boyfriend, husband, garbage can? I think that it is just obvious that he is a book husband because he's her mate. That's it. When you're mates, that's it. In my opinion. But for you, would for you would Makai be a husband or a boyfriend? Oh. Oh, like, oh. Yes. He makes her big so much. <laughs> I know. There's another part where he, where she, like, has to beg again. Right, right after they had sex for the first time, like, later on, she needs him more. And she's just like, the next time we did it, it was so slow. He made me beg to come again. I was like, oh, yes. Honestly, yeah. I think, too, the fact that he's a mate kind of helps me decide for myself that he'd be a book husband. I just love the mated love trope. Yeah, I feel like when they're mates, you know that he's going to be taking care of her. It's He's not going to hurt her. There's a sort of, like, purity to the mate thing where that's someone that you can be safe with, typically. Like, you shouldn't have any type of trust issues with your mate. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing to worry about there. There shouldn't be, for sure. Right. So, that's why it was kind of like, you know, he, like, cleans her feet off when he realizes how fragile she is. Yeah. And he's not afraid to push her and motivate her. I think that's something that is admirable in a partner. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So, what was your spice rating? I gave this one like three and a half or four, I would say, chili pepper spice. You have only, I mean, the description was stunning. It was wonderful. But I kind of rate my spice with how often it happens, you know? Okay, that's definitely fair. But that's why I wouldn't give it a full five chili pepper spice. That's a good thing to consider. I didn't really think about that. 
I definitely put it as like a five pepper spice because of the funky penis and oh. the mates and the alien vibe. The funky penis. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a hot penis. <laughs> <laughs> but and then all of the begging and the the it way was she was. Spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I rated it. I I originally rated it five, but the consideration of how often it happened, I think it's fair to drop it down a pepper because it was not super often and they only had sex that one time, you know, that you saw. I kind of feel like her book, Claimed in the Chaos, is going to be spicier. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be spicier. Don't you guys worry. But, like, this one's not not spicy is the whole no, thing. No, it like, is spicy i loved the begging and the dragging it out and like she was worried about being mates and it was you know she had been violated and it was and that wasn't just brushed over either it was still an ongoing issue that katie had throughout the novella yeah yeah i appreciated the spice it was that was really my style what did you rate the book (laughs) i gave this book a four star yeah yeah, it was really, really good. I agree. I thought I thought it was a really solid four star. And I mean, I wanted to tip it up to that five star because, like you said, it was so different. Like it had the same vibes as like an Ice Planet Barbarians, especially after I started reading the second one. I was like, okay, like I like this setup. But it, having it on our planet, I just thought was really such a cool idea because I've got a couple sci-fi books and they're not on our planet and i think in my brain that makes more sense but no, having no, it no. here this is oh gives me a strike of fear the yeah. way that it's on our planet i just feel like it's more realistic because this planet exists i know other planets that we don't even know about exist but i'm so familiar with this planet it's so so easy to like picture everything yeah but yeah no so here's the thing with my star reviews and I've mentioned it before but like when I give a book five stars it's not a super professional standard I don't know I'm not it's very emotional but when I give a book five stars it's because it's probably because I've cried yeah but like it brings out a super strong emotion but this book was like definitely four or four and a half star book it was really really cool and i like how unique to me the alien was and the story line was really cool too and then katie was a really cool female character too yeah you can't forget the shifter part of it or yeah it is a really good book i'm really excited to read more of her stories so that wraps up this book captured in the chaos by opal fairchild Thanks for listening. You can join us next Tuesday when we read Swing by Ashley Renard. We go live on Instagram every Wednesday for Wine and Spice Wednesday to discuss the week's podcast and chat with everyone. This week we will be going live with Opal Fairchild, which is kind of crazy. When you guys are hearing this, I mean, this is going to be like the third author of the month. Excited. I know. Can't wait to talk to her about sci-fi and monster men. And you guys will have a chance to chat with her too. Yeah. You can also find us on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, the WeTube, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and do all the engagement things. 
We love talking with everybody and seeing what you think about the books and topics. That is why we're here. Until next time, stay, stay spicy. spicy.